listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 231. Killer Lords here with the one, the only, the thank God somebody can remember dates and keep up with anniversaries, uh, John Brownstone. I, but am I really here? Oh, until our uh, existence is validated, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am the tree. Did I make a sound when I fell in the forest? I definitely fell in the forest because I'm that person. But did I make a sound? I don't know. Somebody needs to tell me. Uh, this week, we don't really know what we're talking about. But as somebody pointed out to me 10 seconds before we hit record, this is our fifth year anniversary episode. Yeah. What the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we'll somehow, we'll figure it out. By the time you're listening, see, time travel is funny. By the time you're actually listening to this, we'll have figured out what this episode is about, even if this episode is about nothing. (laughs) Um, And the title may tell you, it may give you a clue, but the intro can give you no clue because I have no clue. (laughs) <laughs> Nor does John Brownstone. But we're here. I'm just along for the ride. Eye candy. <laughs> yes, and adorable eye candy you are, which does nobody any good on, on a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, yes, yes, it's been like this for nearly five years. Uh, <laughs> we're glad to have you. If we're, you're back for another week, welcome back, and I'll learn how to say our intro at some point in the next five years. <laughs> Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love it, we... Bleh, 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 bleh. If you like it, we love it. And if you like it, please let the rest of the world know. That's all I'm trying to say. That rate review thing that every podcast app begs you to do, I'm begging you to do it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, that PC stands for podcast, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS mm. and the number one, LovingDS1. Or you can subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can actually watch us live stream the Friday episodes the Wednesday before because time travel is is a funny, funny thing. And as always, all the links we may or may not even mention in the show are in the show notes. And definitely, as always, we want to send up a big shout out and thank you to all of our kinky patrons and proud crickets over on Patreon. Y'all are the best. We love you so much. Thank you for continuing to stick with us. Uh, if you want more of whatever the fuck this is, I don't. I can't even tell you. Five years of doing it, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Um, but you a special podcast episode, a special live stream, quicker answers to your DMs because I'm that awful human being, um, and other sneak peeks and stuff. Oh, and a Discord channel. Yes. A... a Patron-only Discord. Discord. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, Or use the link in the show notes. And yeah, this is um, going to be a chaotic episode, apparently. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> okay. So this is officially our random episode. <laughs> uh <laughs> For podcast listeners, in the live stream, the moment I said, I don't know what the hell we're talking about today, several people were like, ooh, ooh, can we do a Q&A? And we probably will turn this into a Q&A. I did want to... So, okay. So let me try and explain my thinking here. Do tell. Normally, my brain is just, if not constantly, at least 72 hours before 
we record, I'm thinking of topics. I'm thinking of what's on my mind, what have people asked, what are interesting angles to old topics that have been talked to death? Like, what is it that we're experiencing? What is it that's a pet peeve? Like, I'm thinking in those terms and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of topics. And when I can't do that, or when I notice usually at about the 72 hour period that nothing is coming to me, I can still kind of pull out of my ass a, let's do a QA. and uh, You've seen my ass. There's plenty to pull out of that ass. Um, <laughs> wait, that, this is not, that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> Whatever it's about, it's not about that. Um, but I can at least come up with like a filler thing of let's do, a, I'm not gonna lie to y'all, last week's assumptions. That was me going, fuck, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Let's find out what other people want to talk about. And we do that sometimes with a Q&A. And, and we come up with something that is still useful and helpful. And it seriously bothers me to know we are sitting here taking up people's valuable time and we don't have a purpose. But I also had this sort of thought that I cannot be the only creative, not creative, creator on the interwebs who has this problem, and I cannot be the only kingster who has this problem, and I cannot be the only human being who has this problem in the middle of a fucking pandemic, when for us at least, life has shifted once more because school has started, and I know other parents out there can probably relate, um, that I got nothing, I got nothing. And I think I wanted to be able to publicly say, I got fucking nothing, (laughs) and for that to be okay. Here is the irony. This is episode, if in podcast world, this is episode 231. Mm-hmm. It is the week of our fifth podcast anniversary. Normally we do it up big. We do giveaways. We like, woo! And I just, it completely slipped my mind. <laughs> usually you were the one reminding me of things. I'm usually thinking about it in June or July. <laughs> right. And, and you're the one who is tasked with with reminding me of things. And yet, in this case, I'm the one constantly reminding you. I am so grateful to you. <laughs> so, I, I, feel, I feel bad about it because five years podcasting, five years making any online content is a bit like, I mean, I, I know I'm not by any stretch, but it feels like being on the internet forever because things change so fast and trends come up and people start things and people don't keep going with things. And I can't imagine not doing this podcast at all or the, now the live stream component because I enjoy that part too. I enjoy YouTube. Weirdly, I enjoy it. I think I'm very insulated. We have a very good audience and then I don't have to deal mm-hmm. with some of the crap other creators have to deal with. Um But it is, it's like, oh my God, fifth anniversary and I finally ran out of ideas or I ran out of fucks to give, or it's just a long ass week. (laughs) And this is what life looks like sometimes. I think think something, and and you touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, you know, we've had so much going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, There has been some trepidation with the start of school Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of preparation for the start oh, of school. Oh, sure. And new preparation since um, it's You know, and, and a new variation of, of preparation. And, you know, the, the, the thing you said was that, you know, through all this, the last couple weeks, we have kind of been running on autopilot. Yeah, I did almost for half a second have a topic for this week. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's about being on autopilot. And 
we are. And I also don't think there's anything wrong with that in the short term. I think it's okay to be on autopilot. Yeah. Sometimes it's how the fuck you get through shit. Right. I mean, it's, um, you know, hang on. <laughs> you need a zip. Take a zip. It's fine. I need a zip. My throat is dry. You're not drinking coffee either. Let me tell you no. how far down a weird rabbit hole we've gone. Nobody recording this podcast slash live stream is drinking coffee. No. No. What is wrong with us? I mean, you know, yes, we have not um, done anything per se out of the ordinary, but with with everything that life has been throwing at us sure. the last couple of weeks, um, we've we've just been kind of skating through, mm-hmm. and you know, I I I know you're a good girl. Um, trying to be. <laughs> you, you, tr- Sass excluded. Um, That's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know I can count on you to to perform your tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you do. And, you know, we, we kind of each do our thing. I mean, I mass edited a bunch of podcasts for you didn't think about it i just sat down one day okay this needs to get done i want to do it all and and be done with it and and we've just kind of you know been trying to get through and i think that's um not just a factor of being in a pandemic i think that's a part of life and i think that's a part of Mm -hmm. i think it's a part of life as an individual and as a long-term relationship, there are times you're just skating through. You're just, you're on autopilot. You're like, I'm just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other and do the thing I keep doing every day until that doesn't work anymore. And right. And it's funny because I think some parts of my life as a person who creates content from the internet is, has some parallels with life as a kingster because I tend to talk to a lot of kingsters who are like, well, we're not doing 10 million fun, new, exciting things again. Does this mean our relationship's over? And it's like, <laughs> nah. Mm-mm. I mean, we got our first bout of like kinky sex in on Monday for the first time in, I don't even remember how long anymore. Um, since since we moved into the house. For sure. We had not even, I mean, we had tried to do some stuff, but yeah. we had not like gone full out mm-hmm. wild kinky. I mean, we had a little before. house warming. Yeah, but that was, I mean, it was... <laughs> And so there are times we've had this discussion before where I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, am I really submissive if I'm not really feeling my submissive self? Am I really are we really kinky if we haven't done fuckery in ages? Yes. The answer (laughs) is yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I have this this thing about should should there even be a podcast episode slash live stream if I have nothing to talk about? And if we were just information based maybe not but we're about community and we're about hanging out and i also think there's nothing wrong with um demonstrating Mm -hmm. what just getting by sometimes looks like because i think what we see online whether it's from people we know or want to know and are connected to on a friendship level or people we follow because we find them interesting and amusing and they're a brand and they're whatever 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 whoever we're following and paying attention to we tend to always just see the the best the highly curated highlight reel here's me looking my absolute cutest best feeling so good and 
there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think I enjoy some of that, but sometimes I think that you have to just, in this case, turn on a mic and go, I got fucking nothing, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> because I, this is a weird, loopy <laughs> parallel, but sometimes I in our relationship, I'm like, I got nothing. What do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want to do? What mm-hmm. are we doing? Are we just doing what we did yesterday because we don't have the brain capacity and the energy to do anything else and that's okay and that's got to be okay sometimes? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'm just making a parallel up. I don't care. <laughs> it's comforting to me. Um, so... <laughs> And I'm going to go through some of the live stream chat because I know uh, um, folks are um, chatting. But the thing that just made me laugh really was Silent Wing saying, did anybody have Kayla has nothing to talk about on their bingo card? (laughs) We've reached peak 2020, y'all. You thought the murder wasps were bad. Mm. Kayla ran out of talking points. I don't know. And Um, yet you still managed to... I managed to kill 20 minutes. I know. Hey, I think I came out of the womb talking. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Once I got the first word out, I never stopped. Um, Tayshoot, yeah. Not drinking coffee was not on my 2020 bingo card either. I did have coffee today. Y'all, I I don't want this to be a giant bonus section. I do want us to like maybe go through the live stream chat and uh, answer some questions. Um, Just to give people some kind of some value for your time um and meaning and a reason to maybe listen through till mostly the end um i did have a coffee today uh i had to run errands this morning which i don't know if the errands made me anxious or my mask was just a little too tight but both times i got back to the car and had to rip it off i felt like i couldn't breathe and i'm usually i've gotten better at wearing a mask uh, even with all of my claustrophobic anxiety stuff. But I got a Starbucks coffee. If you have not heard, Pumpkin Spice is back. It feels too early, but also I'm okay with it. Um, and I just had a cold brew with one pump of pumpkin spice syrup, one pump of sugar-free vanilla and heavy cream. And it was the best fucking thing I've ever had in my life. I had to stop myself from ordering a second one after I guzzled the first. So there has been coffee in my life. It's just, <sighs> so um, I'm going back through the live stream chat, y'all. And you know what? If some of y'all are like, I'm here for the fucking information and you're give me not, giving me none this week, I, my feelings are not hurt if you're like, got to pass on this week. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I know um, in the live stream specifically, it's more community-based because there's a lot more interactions. So um uh, folks in the live stream chat were talking just a few minutes ago about reacting to and discussing the Fifty Shades movies. Um, and they mentioned Evie and they mentioned Cat Black, both uh, YouTube YouTubers, kinky YouTubers who have done deep dives into those movies. Um, but they also had so many problems with copyright strikes and crap. Uh, I felt bad for them. Um, we have talked about maybe doing something like that. I would maybe try to do a, a live stream reaction to something like that. Um, I, we've talked a little bit in the past of how we feel about the way, quote, mainstream media portrays BDSM. We've talked about it in 
Q&As and stuff. We've talked about it in Friday Night Hangouts. And I think my opinion on that is it's not changing, but it is becoming a little bit more... Le- it, mm, it's becoming less of I don't really give a fuck because for a long time <laughs> here's the thing for a long time I was like mm, I don't kind I kind of don't give a fuck because I don't watch that stuff typically not because I have any I, I didn't watch Fifty Shades because I wasn't interested in Fifty Shades I didn't read Fifty Shades because I tried and it, I couldn't um just no couldn't do it um but the the way I pretty loudly proclaimed was. I don't read a murder mystery to try and figure out how to commit a crime or solve a crime. I don't read erotica or sexy books to figure out how to have sex. And that, I mean, so I... You read it for the enjoyment of reading. If it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's well yeah. written. Um, my opinion is becoming a little bit more nuanced in that while I personally on an individual level don't worry so much about how BDSM is represented in mainstream media. I do on a bigger level, on a more cultural level, societal level, whatever the right word is, I do wish that it was better represented or that there were, there was more of it so we could see more facets of it because we get so little kink anything in a movie in a tv show in a whatever that it typically is almost to the point of parody like most people living a kink lifestyle won't even recognize it or can point out all the things you're doing wrong um and that are unsafe um and then the sad thing is yes because we do not have comprehensive healthy sex positive sex education anywhere i'm not sure anywhere i'd say anywhere in the world um people do look at sexual material and go oh they did that thing on tv or they did that thing in that movie or oh i read that thing in that book i'm gonna try it and while i on a personal level, i'm like why why i wouldn't do that why are you doing that i know that people <laughs> yeah. do that um but so yeah i'm less i'm less dismissive of those problems than i once was because i'm separating out how i personally view that stuff which is whatever and then how i think it impacts people on a larger level mm-hmm. so after five years of podcasting i've grown well that's a good thing i know one would hope maybe that's what we're talking about it's five years of this we've been yeah. talking about kink on some level for five years mm-hmm. we've grown as just in the in the podcast and how many years prior to that of blogging yeah, I the, I had been blogging about it, seriously blogging about it for a year or so before we started the podcast. Like I'd been blogging about everything in my sex life before I started blogging about BDSM and BDSM became about my sex life. So that's what I wrote about. And I wrote about my fantasies before I wrote about my reality, before I wrote about mm-hmm. my personal sexual experiences. And then here are some things I was figuring out and learning um, what I find hilarious about that there are still blog posts at my um, personal blog kaylalords.com um that they're like from 2013 2014 and i've gone on nothing but a big old fucking rant i know all of y'all are surprised about that (laughs) i can do it in writing too yes yes i can um and to this day some of those are my most read 
views. Uh, I've got one called Top 10 Signs He's an Asshole, Not a Dominant. I was very proud of that title. Uh, it has been ripped off, pirated, recopied, and redistributed redistrib- without my name on it more times than I can count. I've done takedown notices. I've mm-hmm. shamed people on social media. Um, it is funny that it is my rants that get passed around more than my well-reasoned and calm thoughts. No wonder I'm such a ranty person. I've been I've been trained by my big D audience. <laughs> I'm the little S to the big D that is an audience. And y'all are like, yeah, we're here for the fucking rants, Kayla. And I'm like, then I shall provide because I live to serve. <laughs> See? I can make anything about power exchange. That's the scary part. Um, that is the very, very scary part. Oh, goodness. So, um, we have changed over five years. Maybe maybe that's a thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. We, I know, well, I know I do. You might have the same experience. I get I feel weird getting complimented on, like, what my relationship appears to be from outside looking in. Um, We do show the the not-so-great parts. I mean, we try and be pretty open about it. Um, But when... When I get asked sometimes, like, how do you how do you think of that kind of stuff? And how do you know that kind of stuff? The best teacher I've ever had in BDSM is being forced to, not being forced to, I do it because I fucking want to, but basically <laughs> deciding I was going to talk about it every single day. But, and, and the, okay. the best, I read something somewhere that said the best teacher is teaching. But as long as hopefully you're teaching talking about I don't feel comfortable calling myself a teacher I'm not teaching y'all shit but talking about um concepts in a in a healthy positive accurate way um that what reinforces your knowledge is to then share it with others true and so to the annoyance of everybody in this house everybody uh I harp on communication and how we will and will not speak to one another in this house, what, nearly every day? Mm-hmm. The kids are tired of hearing it. John Brownstone's I'm tired, tired of hearing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I also think of relationships. Uh, we When we say relationship, I think most people think, when you say the word relationship, most people think romantic or sexual or marriage or long-term or whatever. And... Every everything is a relationship. There's relationship between student and teacher. There's relationship between parent and child. There's a relationship between you know. There's relationship between coworkers, between right. boss and, and employees. There you know. There's it, it's just a myriad of right. combinations. Every, every time you connect to another human being, it's a relationship of some sort. Yeah. And I also now walk through life looking at how there are power differentials. <laughs> And I, one thing I think I have come out on the side of thinking, Mm -hmm. I do not think everybody needs to be in a power exchange relationship. Um, That is, you know, non-power exchange relationships are legit, valid. Mm -hmm. You do you. I think that, I hope we make that clear. But I do think that there is a benefit to clearly defined roles in relationships. So I think back to my first marriage, pure ass fucking vanilla. Knowing who was in charge of the grocery shopping versus who was in charge of 
this chore or who was better at the money who was better at remembering mm. you know the appointments now i'm not gonna lie and say that i ended up taking on all of those things and maybe that's why that's a first marriage and it's done now um but when those roles can get discussed and in kink we would say negotiated when those roles can get discussed and and divvied out amongst the people who i either or also and want to do them and can do them well um i think that that makes for easier relationships because there's a lot less of that back and forth grappling with well who's supposed to do it well i don't know it's not my job well it's not my job y'all it's got to be somebody's job Somebody's got to take out the fucking trash. And if it's not going to be the two of y'all, you need to like assign that to somebody. I do joke that that's why I had children. They're like, mom, why do you make me do this? I'm like, because that's why I had you. So you could take the trash out twice a week. Thanks. That is not why I had children, but it's a great benefit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's also why we, we don't talk about this much because I don't like to look like we're like bragging, but this is a necessary component of our life. We have cleaners in this house twice a month because when we were divvying up and negotiating our life, the one thing that both of us went, not touching that fucking shit, was cleaning the house. It couldn't just be assigned off on somebody else. So in our relationship roles, we were like, who can we find that we can afford to take on that role for us? So it still gets done, but you're not trying to make me do it. And I'm not trying to be like mad that you're not doing it. We right. figured out who does what well, where right. we, where you, and this is a privilege to be able to do it, but where you can outsource things, fucking outsource it, and just figure out your roles in your relationships. Now, kinky, obviously we talk about power dynamics and it, it's more granular, but I think every relationship benefits from understanding whose role is what and wanting to be in that role. True. I think that's the worst part I see in it. kink, non-kink, doesn't matter, when we, try to force somebody to be in that role that they didn't really ask for and they don't really want to be in, it's not going to end well. Which leads me to another thing I've learned over all this time. I knew this. I knew this when we started talking about kink. I understood this intuitively. You cannot make anybody be your kinky partner. You can see their dom energy. You can't make them be a dom. You can know They've totally got submissive tendencies. You can't make them be submissive. Mm-mm. And that is, I think, just another thing that people do. Like, we have expectations of who people are. And sometimes, until we get comfortable with that communication part, we try to kind of push them, move them, assign them into those roles, want them to be in those roles and think Mm -hmm. we can want them to do it enough that they will just become that. And next thing you know, everybody is feeling very resentful. Well, you know, it's like the old thing, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right. Yes. And I do, I, the other thing that has changed a lot over the past several years is I, I do look at people now and based on the part of me they're allowing me to see in that moment, which mm-hmm. is just glimmer, it's just a sliver of who they are. I will, I play a little game in my head and I go, Dom sub switch. Like, who do I think you are? I would, that's not something I would tell them. It is a private game that is played in my head. Sometimes it's a game played between us in the car where yeah. nobody else can hear us. That is icky. <coughs> <laughs> to do that out loud where others who do not consent to be part of that game 
can hear you. But <laughs> the things you do in your head or between your partner, mm-hmm. it's fine. So behind closed doors, we'll have interact. And I, y'all have heard me say this. I'm like, my aunt is such a baby girl. She doesn't know she's a baby girl. She's totally fucking baby girl. I know she is. I like I found that vibe. Mm-hmm. And so what I think what happens is that people get that vibe from people, especially when you're excited about your kink or you're just really comfortable in your kink and you you sort of met enough people or learned enough or just maybe sometimes you're just super excited and you kind of get those vibes off people. You get those readings. You interpret what something means and you look at it through a kink lens. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with playing that game in your head of, oh, oh, I bet they might they might be a dom. What can be a bad thing, can be harmful for everybody involved, is when you decide, based on what little bit that person has shown you, is, oh, they're definitely dom. They're definitely sub. And then try to, like, push them towards that. Um, I've seen a lot of unhappy people because... One partner desperately wants their other partner to be that kinky person. And either that person might be kinky, but not in the, they haven't found their way to express it yet, or they're not. And they're just trying to make the person they're with happy. Mm. And I mean, I, I see a lot of, of comments from people like it, it, they do it for a day or two and then they just don't care. They just give it, they don't, they don't even think about it until I say something. And there could be a lot of reasons for that, but one of those lots of reasons is sometimes that we're trying to push somebody into a role that they're not ready for or they don't want to be in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've heard people say that, you know, you can't make someone a dominant, you can't make someone a sub. Nope. And, and I think intrinsically that's true. Now, I think if someone has those tendencies and they are open to learning about it mm-hmm. and exploring right. it, I think they can grow into those mm-hmm. roles. Um, you know, but just to, to magically say, you know, oh, you're, you're this, you're that, that's not gonna happen. No. And I think sometimes people want to be, they, mm-hmm. they either are intrigued by it or they just want to make their partner happy. And so they're like, Oh, you see this about me? Okay. What does it mean? Tell me, tell me everything. I'll do exactly what you want me to do. Um, that's great. If you're the Dom and you're seeing submissive tendencies, I'm going to tell you that. I mean, it's not wonderful. It's truly not, but yeah. from a submissive standpoint, <laughs> <laughs> when you get the, oh, I can be your dom, just tell me exactly what you want me to do. <laughs> That's like, wait, we have just defeated the purpose here. Right, right. What's wrong with that picture? <laughs> That's when it's, it, you're now in a dom, uh, a top bottom scenario more than anything. But, you know, I, I think, I, I, I will, I'm wondering, because I don't remember anymore, five years ago, did I believe that, kinksters of any role is that inherent or can that can you learn that and i i don't remember what i believed at the time but what i know i believe now is that i don't know Mm. that i think it is as unique as everything else about us i think some people can not have a clue that such a thing exists discover it find out about it learn about it maybe learn about it for a partner and go 
yeah, I'm okay with that. Sure, sure, sure. And, and learn and grow into it. And I think at the same time, yes, there are those people who it's just part of their nature and that's who they are. And they, like for me, I wondered what was wrong with me until I, I knew that this is a thing. And then I felt whole mm. and right. And then there are other people that I know that learn what it is. And that's when they think something's wrong with them. And they have to deal with, you know, internalized shame and concern. And what does this mean? And, you know, I, I, I think my opinion on that over the past several years has just, I think my opinion on everything has become a lot more nuanced. The only place where I have decreased the nuance Mm -hmm. and become much more of a hard ass (laughs) is when you see that first red flag, run. I I have a lot less tolerance and patience for the bearers of the red flags out there. I do acknowledge, and I, I said this literal years ago, I can't even remember what episode, that sometimes they just need to be educated. And it is it is that they're acting on what they think the stereotype of BDSM is. And let us be very clear, no shade to all of the cis men out there that I know and love. I have married to one of you and have never regretted a moment of it. Um, but it is, it is usually, not always, it's usually the bearer of red flags are yeah. usually cis, often het guys. Love y'all, like really love some of y'all. <gasps> I, mean, I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna gonna throw. But the, I have no patience for it anymore. Be a little bit of the devil's advocate here because I remember very clearly, especially when I I stepped into the into the lifestyle, coming from online to actually going into a a real life community. Um, I did things out of ignorance sure. that, that would definitely be considered red flags. Um, it, it was purely out of, yes, you know, not understanding, not knowing, but, you know, being in, in the real life community, I, I learned the mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time I was open to learning because I was going to workshops. Right. I, I, I was, you know, attending discussion groups and I was like, Oh, that's I, I shouldn't have been doing that. So he, here's what I mean when I say I have no tolerance for it. I think that anybody who wants to learn and is capable of learning can learn and can learn and do better. And I champion that. I advocate for it. I think that's great. I'm proud of you when you do it. But, and this, it's funny. I feel like I knew this concept or I had internalized this already, but it was a, it was a recent video by Cat Black that I watched where she talked about, um, you, it, she was talking about a completely different topic. She was talking about uh, racism actually in YouTube, but racism in general. But she was like, you do not have to continue to be in these spaces where people are um, causing pain being racist. Say, you know, you, you can withdraw from that. You do not need, in, in that case, that, case she was talking about, you don't need to stay subscribed. To Mm -hmm. me, it's, I don't need to have to, I'm not going to tolerate a person who's waving a bunch of red flags. I don't have to interact with that person unless I'm like enclosed in a fucking munch with them. Um, And so where I'm going to give my energy are to other people. If those people who are 
waving those red flags, go off and get educated, maybe through my content, maybe through somebody else's, and figure out that they have royally fucked up and do better, I am happy for them. And they are, I'm, come come on in if you are not going to be an ass anymore. But I do not, my sympathies no longer, if they ever did, no longer lie with those people. I hope that they can go find a resource, even if it's me, I don't know, and can be educated and can do better. But I have seen too many people hurt, both sides of the slash, y'all, okay? People with the, the red flag bullshit is not just a Dom thing. We talk a lot about Doms and their red flags because Doms have the power and so, or are given the power and control mm -hmm. and so can do a lot of damage, but subs have red flags. We've done, we did that episode. Yes. We, I think I have an article. Like we've talked about that before. People can give off red flags uh, regardless of their role. Um, and I'll talk about those red flags and I will certainly point out here's where you can do better, but that's not who my tolerance is for. My tolerance is for the people who could be hurt by those red flags, who wonders what the fuck mm -hmm. is wrong with them in BDSM because this person who was supposed to complete them in a power exchange did all these shitty things. And now they're wondering about their own worth as a kingster and if they can ever trust again. Like, I'm about to go on a rant. It's too fucking hot to get all worked up. That's where my sympathies lie. That's who I'm, I'm focusing on. Because I do, and I say this knowing you have just admitted that you perpetuated a couple of red flags before you knew better. And I, and you, we all know how I feel about John Brownstone. <laughs> there is a part of me that thinks some of these red flags are blatant douchey behavior to order somebody to do something before you've asked if it's okay, before they've given consent. That's just douche behavior. Um, to throw yourself at somebody and say that our favorite, we go back to this example a lot, I can make you forget you're submissive. Bitch, back yeah. up, okay? No the fuck you can't, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna mm -hmm. calm down, I'm gonna calm down. But when that is your go-to default, yes, you can be educated out of that. No, that's not my job to worry about you. Yeah. I'm not, no. Mm -hmm. No, I'm yeah, not gonna give I, lessons on how to overcome your own douche behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's that. And it, what it used to be for me in the beginning was, oh, maybe I can reach those people and show them the error of their ways. And now five years on, fuck it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to get I, I used to get that a lot on Tumblr. Um, since I left Tumblr after the Great Purge, I, I don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, it was mostly all on there that I used to get that. And um yeah, I, I, I used to uh, do the same thing. Well, maybe I can, you know, talk to them and, and explain the error of their ways. And it was like hitting a brick wall. So then when it come down to, when I get one of those messages, I send them a link to Submissive Guide. Uh-huh. Uh, wish them well and block them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to go on a rant. I've probably hurt somebody's feelings. I've probably mm -hmm. pissed somebody off. I don't know if it's because I'm older or if it's because if I, I have to find silver linings and everything. So forgive me for my eternal optimism. If there, if I can find a silver lining in the chaos and horrificness of 
fucking pandemic. It's that I have had to get, I have personally gotten very clear on what's important and what's not. And I think I've thrown away a few fucks. Like I, I, <laughs> I'm not yet at a point in life where I have zero fucks to give. And I actually think, but you're getting closer. Well, and I, there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to completely give no fucks. I think sometimes giving a fuck is important. It make, can make you a little bit more empathetic when you need to be. Mm-hmm. But I was carrying around the whole world's fucks, and that was just exhausting. And I still remember the very first... I'm going to interrupt myself real quick. I think we've discovered that the topic for this week is how we've changed in the past five years mm-hmm. of podcasting mm-hmm. with a emphasis on kink and how we think about kink. Um But I remember very clearly getting ready for the very first episode, which if it's okay if you don't go back and listen to it, it was (laughs) old laptop, laptop mic in in the in the uh, at the kitchen table where that room was huge and echoey. Oh my god, yeah, it was awful. It's okay if you don't go listen to it. But that that (laughs) word for word was scripted because I was terrified of saying the wrong thing. Here's the thing. I'm still terrified of saying the wrong thing. I want to talk about important things, and I'm still terrified of fucking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, high anxiety. We didn't invite you, but here you are. Um, <laughs> but I really worried early on of leaving anybody out of the discussion, of not thinking about um, not every type of person who could be a kinkster, because... There came a point in my own internal growth as a human being well before I figured out BDSM that, but especially as I was figuring out BDSM, that anybody could do these things and everybody could do these things. And if you're interested, you're interested. There's no type of person. There's no gender. There's no sexuality. There's no body type. There's none of that. Like anybody can do these things. And I always wanted that to be clear. But I did sort of have this thing of, oh, I have to constantly think about not just the person who could relate to this thing, but the person who might disagree with it too. And I think, <laughs> I think I'm getting to less of a point where hopefully, maybe it's because it's been five years of podcasting. The people who are here who have been, who have listened to more than two or three episodes, I think you know that, that if I'm talking about one person or one type of person, I should say, that's not to the exclusion of all other types of people. Yeah. But I, then that's from a creative making things for the internet kind of, kind of thing that's less a kink thing um where i was so worried i was going to cause offense not because i misspoken like but because i forgot somebody that i tried to include everybody and oh the mental gymnastics it would take me to try and explain a point (laughs) just so and i have a lot less fucks to give on that like i (laughs) want it to like that when i say i want to make sure people are included it's why i do not gender terms like dom or sub it's why i try to make sure i go oh and switches because poor switches they're like we get so fucking forgotten i know we get asked all the time to do topics on switching and i'm like i can't i my brain we would be the worst people to talk about that other than to say yeah that's a thing and that's valid and people do that yeah but i i am not a good representative for the switches of the world Mm -hmm. to talk about switching um but that yeah, like I, if I'm talking about service submissives, it does not mean I'm automatically inc- forgetting that non-service submissives existed. That I'm talking about these people, um, and I used to do that because I was terrified of getting hate. And and, and some of those those fucks are are gone. You know, I don't want to yeah. I don't want to label things that don't need to be labeled, and I don't want to mislabel things 
incorrectly and be exclude and you know not be inclusive in what we talk about but also i can't i can't make myself constantly worry only slightly worry but not constantly worry about who i've offended because i didn't talk about their very specific situation because i was talking about this very specific situation and it's made it a little bit easier for me to to navigate the online kink community because i can like i think i'm just more comfortable with who i am both as a kinky person and also a, as a person who talks about kink mm. and also i know that i'm not done learning and i'm still I think we need to, you know how we keep saying journey and that's a little bit cringeworthy and cringy and eye roll worthy. We're on journeys. I was listening to a podcast today that has nothing to do with kink and they were talking about wellness and they were specifically talking about yoga. And I think we need to adopt some of the language from the yoga world, which is it's a practice. You know, you have a yoga practice. We have a kink practice. That makes me sound like a, hmm. a therapist. I'm not a therapist. Um, but yeah, I kind of like that, that it's a practice. Hmm. What do you think? Kink is a practice. Let's be very granular. Your kink fuckery skills got a little rusty because we hadn't done them. Yes. That is a practice. To keep up those skills, you have to work Mm -hmm. on it. And some days are easier than other days, even when you're at the top of your skill level. True. When you were flogging all the time, those were some good days, y'all. You could, (laughs) I mean, you, even on... Even though you had great muscle memory at that point and you were on top of it, you could still miss swing and a strike not land right because perfection is impossible. Right. So that similar to the physical side of yoga, that's part of a practice. That's a part of a kink practice and it's good and it's bad. Mm-hmm. Can kink as a philosophy, as a mindset, as a life path, as a relationships can that be a practice do you think yeah i i think that is a good way to put it because it's like anything else um it, it's a, a muscle that you exercise yes you know I think so the, too. The, the the more you you know because let's face it um something like uh flogging is a muscle memory mm-hmm. so the more you do it Submission is, I don't wouldn't say necessarily muscle memory. It can be if it's mm-hmm. a physical submission, but submission requires mindset and it requires, sometimes submission requires concentration and sometimes you can, like we started out, you can put it mm-hmm. on autopilot, but it, right. some days are easier and then better than others. others right. Kink, so, kink is a practice. So yeah, I, I, I do. I think I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I, I do kind of like that. Um, yeah, because you... You know, the more you practice, the better you become. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even when you're practicing and you're becoming better, it doesn't mean that you won't have a bad day or an off day. I should say, I don't say a bad day, but a bad day. And that you won't slip and that something won't go right, even though the stars should have aligned and it should have been a perfect moment. And because it's, it's. I, this will be dependent on how a person practices their kink. <laughs> See, practices their kink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I have not said anything revelatory. I'm sure smarter people than me had already come to this conclusion, but it was like a light bulb moment in the car for me, okay? <laughs> um, if anybody is talking about kink as a practice in that vein, um, like, slip me their links so I can go learn from them. But um, I think I lost the thread. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I lost the thread. 
of where I was going with that. I know I've lost it. I fucking lost it. I hate it when that happens. It happens. That's another thing. I One thing I have <laughs> kind of gotten over in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Being trying to be seen as a kink professional in this platform. Yeah. I, I don't know when I gave that up, but here we are. Uh, I just, I lose, I lose my train of thought. And I now I just have to admit it. Um, yeah, totally lost. It's gone. It's gone. Blank. And I don't know if it's because I'm exhausted or because I don't have notes. I don't have a, mm. I don't have an outline. We are literally just winging this conversation. By the seat of our pants. I, I know that we're probably not helping anybody with any specific problem. And if that's what you came to us for, I'm sorry. Um, but maybe we're talk we're covering enough topics or something new to think about. Hmm. You know, I think that that is another thing over the past several years that I've really enjoyed and appreciated because I didn't. So when I said, hey, I'd like to have a podcast where we talk about BDSM and what we think about it. And I did like the first dozen or 20 by myself and that sucked. And now mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. Um, well, yeah, I, I just started out as your your technical advisor and editor. Yes, I know. Audio And editor. then I dragged you in and never looked back. Uh, thank God. Um, <laughs> but... I never thought of, I don't, I don't use the term educator for myself. And I, I did never thought I was teaching anybody anything, but I thought I was just sharing information. Right. And, you know, maybe changing hearts and minds on topics. What I have discovered from the feedback we've gotten, like, I don't, I promise you I'm not pulling this out of my ass. It's a big ass, but not that much room in there. Um, is that people sometimes this is what I love about the Loving BDSM audience. I don't care how, how you consume this content. Are you listening on the podcast? Hi. Are you here on YouTube? Hello. Um, because what I'm loving is that there are people who will fundamentally disagree with the point we've made. Like, just mm-hmm. reject it. And that's fine. Um, but what they will do is talk about that point with their with their whoever. Their munch, their partner, their friend mm-hmm. who happens to be in the kink. And I never anticipated that we people would I anticipated people would disagree with us but I am such a child of the internet that I'm like oh they'll hate us and they'll go away and they'll never want to listen to another word we say I don't know why because I listen to people I don't always agree with I mean as long as our morals ethics and values mostly Mm -hmm. align I can listen to points I disagree with it's okay to have different points of view on something like this yes not on somebody's humanity though y'all okay Mm, yeah no anyway but what they would say, they would message or DM or whatever, and they would go, I totally disagree with you that, with you there, but I did talk about it with my partner, and we figured out what we think about it. And I was like, holy shit, not only are people still okay with me, even when they disagree with me, hello, anxiety, you never leave the party, do you? Um, but we start conversations. That like I feel like that's a superpower. Like, this little random bit and bob floating around in my brain that I went to hours before we were supposed to record hey you want to talk about this and and somebody else can take that idea and have their own conversation about it and they can come to their own conclusions about it and they can figure out exactly like that was that that is a really cool thing it's it's a cool thing as the person on this side of the mic Mm -hmm. hi um for the past five years but also I know that that's true for me because I'll listen to something totally random that's not about kink and I'll bring it to you and go, hey, what do you think about this concept? Let's talk about this thing. And then we we go a little bit deeper into our own dynamic or our own 
kink practice. I'm totally going with that. Um, I like that. That might have to be a future topic once I like can figure out the parallels. Um, somebody send me a link <laughs> if you know somebody who's already talking about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why I feel like it's more of a community. I think I think the internet today wants us to think that a community is a group of people who all think exactly the same. And I get sucked into that thinking as well. Mm -hmm. And what mm. loving BDSM as a community has taught me over the past five years is that just like we've always said, when kink, you come from every walk of life and we have this one thing in common, we're interested in kink. And yet we can, for the most part, barring assholes and douches, uh, we can uh, come together, listen, think about a topic, go our own separate way with it, come to our own conclusions about it. Sure. I just, and that was a really cool thing over the past, mm -hmm. past five years. Yes, this is a, this episode is definitely a, what, how have we changed and grown and what have we learned in five years? <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful to anybody else, <laughs> but I'm feeling pretty good with it. So. <laughs> I... On a personal level, I think I have become much more comfortable and laid back in my submission. Yes. Sometimes I wonder if that is a good thing or not. And at the same time, I think over evolution, I think I have become more of a quiet yeah Dumb. here's what i like about you the the aura the vibe you give off is you got nothing to prove to nobody i would like some of that vibe i feel like i have a lot to prove to everybody <laughs> hello anxiety um i would love some of that vibe i don't know if that's what you okay so you know how some people give off that cool calm quiet thing but in their head it's like it's a ha constant hamster wheel. That's actually me. I can appear to, uh, resting bitch face is strong here. I can appear very calm, cool, and collected. In my head, it's like, Bleh. So I'm curious. You definitely give off those vibes. You are a, the quieter kind of dom. Is that what it feels like on the inside for you? Or are you a raging dom machine in your head? No. Please don't be. Okay, good. No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> I don't think that would work for me. <laughs> I'd be like, Not I'm going to need you to calm Not, the fuck Not down. No. Oh my God! She oh, said in the most submissive <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, ooh, no, that that's scary just to think about. Oh God! Oh God! That's uh, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. In the live stream chat, X has said mm. the inside of my brain is like a bag of cats, and that is the best way to describe that. Yes. It, my brain too is like a bag of cats. You're right, and sometimes they're really pissed off. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't need another one in the family. So, no, you know. no. I, I. Yeah. This is a moment I think opposites attract. Like I've been on the fence about that for a long time. That concept that opposites attract. I know people have that experience. So obviously, I'm not here saying that doesn't happen. I just kept thinking that's not true for for us because mm -hmm. we. 
are aligned on so many things where we are different, we complement one another, and then something like that happens, and I'm like, no, you're right, opposites mm -hmm. do attract. Uh, my brain is a bag of cats, and John Brownstone is the chillest dude I know. <laughs> yes, opposites do well, attract. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I get a little bit of a chuckle. Um, you know, whether it was through the podcast or, or YouTube, at times you get comments. Well, he's not dominant. He doesn't. Oh act. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bitch about that all the time. It bothers you more. It 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 annoys it, me. Then then it does me, because you know, like, like several people said in the thing, and, and the same way I feel, I have nothing to prove to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Other than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're the only one. I know. That I have to prove my worth to day after day. I do wonder what the world would be like. Uh, world at large, kinky world, pick mm. one. If people focused on the people in their relationships that way. I, I know, I hear I hear talk about this. I have not really witnessed this, that there's a lot of performativeness in kink. And I, I have experienced it. I'm not saying I haven't experienced it, but sometimes it's really obnoxious performativeness. Mm. Um, and I do wonder if people in general who happen to be, we're all in relationships with somebody, working relationships, parental, mm. caregiving, it doesn't matter. We're all in relationships. If that was how, when it's a good, healthy relationship you want to last, um, that's what we did. <laughs> if we didn't worry about what anybody else on the outside thinks about our relationship and we just worked to prove to the other person and we cared yeah. about what the other person thought. Um, that is an imperfect thing because sometimes uh, people are mismatched and what they shouldn't, they just shouldn't right. be together. But in those situations where that's not necessarily the case, you know, because I think people do worry. People worry a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Am I kinky enough? Is this kinky enough? Um, well, other people recognize that I am kinky, but because I don't like to do this. And it's like, but who the fuck cares if anybody thinks right. you're kinky enough? enough? Enough by what standard? Who is the mark who is like what's the threshold what is kinky define that like def what uh and if we're defining it by the porn we're watching oh lord y'all please stop doing that like mm. that's that's scary uh, and you know i <laughs> uh i am it's very sweet when people say that they want a relationship like ours but i always it's we did an episode like a year or more ago like please please don't do hashtag relationship goals y'all yes, yes yes not yes. one because it's it, it makes makes us uncomfortable but it's because we're we're not we are one example in among millions Many, yeah. of kinky couples right. like and we are imperfectly figuring it out for ourselves. It, it's consistently a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be a work in progress. Um, yeah. I think we kind of started this this whole rambly thing talking about being on autopilot. Sometimes you will be on autopilot. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to get through the fucking day. And the last thing you need to worry about is, are you starting a new protocol? Are you enforcing a new rule? Are you trying a new kinky fuckery? You know what? No, I am just trying to remember, did I put 
pants on today. <laughs> right. I mean, there are days. I, I there are days. I think I know. Yeah. Yes, okay. you did. Yes. <laughs> Me barely. I'm not standing up while the camera's on. Um, <laughs> it's hot in here, so I barely put pants on. Um, I think I've like in in day to day stuff. I think I'm one of the those like type A people who's like, wear your fucking mask. And twice in the past week, I've nearly walked into a store without a mask on because my brain was somewhere else. I was on a different kind of autopilot. So sometimes mm-hmm. autopilot is exactly what you have to do. Just get through the fucking day yeah. and, you know, still love the, or like the person you're with. And then there are times mm-hmm. where you've got the energy and the capacity and the wherewithal to go, you know, let's do something new. I Right now I'm on autopilot because yes, we did do a new shift and school has started and mm-hmm. we've and I'm not coping well with no, six a.m. wake ups. I'm you're so not. spoiled. I'm not coping well with it. Uh, and I say that as somebody who used to wake up at four a.m. all the time. But um, <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to make sure you've got coffee that you want. I'm gonna do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me to do it. And I'm going to nominally try to keep my tone mostly respectful. (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to be good enough. That that might be a really interesting topic if anybody wants to hear it. It's good enough, DS. Good enough power Mm. exchange. I think that if we're talking about this concept of your kink as a practice, um, then some days good enough is as as good as you're going to get. And it's okay. Um, some days you have a little bit more to move forward. Sometimes it takes five years of talking about kink nearly every day of your life. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I advocate for that as a way. <laughs> that, 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 that could implode after a while. Ah, I need to see what I you're know. looking at. Thank you. Uh, so it's... It's all highly personal absolutely i think um i think it's not just personal i think it can change from day to day ignixia said in the live stream chat that meanwhile there are instances where people find their kink relationship in the rules within it to be a grounding method that helps them during chaos in the normal world and guess what while i'm saying right now that i'm on autopilot in a week from now that might be exactly what i need because Hmm. for me it is very much dependent on what's going on and where I'm at. Um, for other people, they're more consistent. They always need it this way. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think for me, what I hate to hear most are the people who beat themselves up, not in a kinky way, um, mm-hmm. because they're not perfect at it, that they're not good enough at it. Again, what's the fucking marker we're going against here? Where, where did this line get set? And who is this example that we're holding up as perfect? Because I hadn't fucking met him. I mean, the best I can do is to try and be better than my worst days. The best I can do is to try to be the person I want to be and then just forgive myself when I fall short because we will always fall short at some point. I mean, if we're constantly falling short and we're miserable because we're falling short. And it doesn't matter what short, side of the slash you're on. Right. Then there might be some deeper issues to to touch on and to work through. But, you know, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what have I learned in five years is that some days you're going to turn on a. F- you're going to show up and just 
skate through. <laughs> like we've done this entire episode. Some days you're going to come to your kink really fucking prepared for whatever is thrown at you. And you're going to have a yeah. plan of action, which will not survive mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. meeting uh, the enemy. And all, I can't remember that expression, but y'all know what I mean. Um, and then some days you're going to be like, let's wing it. I, you know, I would say these days I feel like we're winging our power exchange. <laughs> More than we ever have. Yes, uh, and I, I flying have to by agree. the seat of our pants, both yes. on this episode and in our relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to agree. Um, and and there's a lot of things factored into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the things that life has thrown at me recently has has not made it. Um, easy. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been clutching at straws <laughs> to keep myself going. Same. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even, um, explain it. And you know, there, there have been certain things I've wanted to do work-wise and those things are affected by the weather, and the weather has been absolutely miserable, so I can't. Weather's <laughs> <laughs> miserable. Yeah. We'll bitch about the weather in the bonus section. Yes. Because, of course, we will. We're Floridians. Mm-hmm. Um, and we chose to live here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there. It, yeah, there. We live in a time right now where I think more people are feeling this, but I think this feeling is more common than we recognize it. Sometimes you're just hanging on by the skin of your teeth. You're t- like you're hanging on by fingernails, maybe mm-hmm. barely. Mm-hmm. There are days where I'm like, I'm that dude in the action movie. It could be a, it could be not a dude, that person in the action movie who's hanging off the side of the building, and you what the camera watches is one finger after another slips, and they start to fall. And the only reason I don't fall down all the way is because somebody reached out to grab me. Thank God that somebody is John Brownstone. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> there but there are days where i feel like that is that's what it feels like Mm -hmm. um i hope that if you have when you have days that feel your analogy of that feeling that when you do that slip and fall that i'm there to grab you and you are and and i think whatever way that and i think what stabilizes me in those moments is that even though i am not may not be capable of saying you know baby girl i need you to do this you do the things you know you need to do. I, we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it in the service mission episode like 100 years ago. Um, funny how time travel works. We've only been doing this for five years, but it's 100 years ago. Um, I actually get a lot of satisfaction over the anticipatory kind of service submission mm-hmm. um, where I know what needs to be done or I know what you want done or would want done in the right frame of mind and I just fucking do it and I'm not being told. I actually get a little when somebody tells me <laughs> says the service submissive. Um, <laughs> and I feel my most useful when I'm watching a situation, seeing what you're going through, figuring out what needs to be done, doing it, and then yeah. ha- fortunately enough, doing the right thing. Because here, <laughs> here's the reality of anticipatory submission. <laughs> anticipatory anything, but in this context submission, mm-hmm. you might read that wrong. You might decide the wrong thing. And then the person you were, let's put air quotes around this word, helping is not so happy with your air quote help. And now, 
everybody's mad because I was just trying to help. And you were like, yeah, but did, is that what I fucking asked for? Um, so when it works really well. It works I, well. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's like a flow kind of zone. Like it's all flow state. It's amazing mm-hmm. to me. Um, but yeah. man, when it fucks up. Ooh, when crashes, you miscalculate. It ooh. crashes and burns, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah it does. That's another thing. But you know. Overall, this time, since that's kind of what we're talking about, what I, we've learned, which we I hope what you'll take away from this episode, if you made it this far, <laughs> is to think about what you've learned over your given amount of time, you know, since you discovered kink, since you started listening to us. I don't care, since the podcast started, like, whatever, five years, pick, pick that time frame. Um, I have learned that my submission is very nuanced. I used to just think, I'm a submissive. And then I finally got nuanced enough to go, oh, I'm a service submissive, which I am. But even then there's there's types and there's ways. And some of that is not just who I am all the time. It's dependent on mood and what's going mm-hmm. on in life. Like there are times I need to be told, do this thing and I'll hop to it and I'll do it. And then there are times where that's not what I want. That might be what I get, but it's not what I want. I want to, to have the, I don't know if the word I want to use is freedom or if the word I want to use is control, but which of ever well, those two to yeah. anticipate and just take care of shit. I mean, one of the things I've noticed with you over the time we have been together. See, look at us. We found a topic an hour in. Um, <laughs> you know, you are very stubborn about your headaches. <laughs> I've been living with them for 40 years. Right. Yeah. And, you know, unless I tell you to take something. <laughs> oh, I know. Daddy, Sometimes. Daddy, my head hurts. I know. I act like did it's a big you, mystery. Did you take something, baby girl? No. No. Why would I do that? <laughs> baby girl, you need to go take something right now. Last night, I was, I had, it was so far gone. It wasn't a migraine, but it was bad when I was like, I can't. I can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to go get it for her, get her something to drink, and watch her take it so I knew she took it. I don't know what that is. You know, I, I'll psychoanalyze myself a little bit here. I do know what it is. <laughs> I do know what it is. Uh, one, I've had headaches a couple times a week minimum my whole life, since I can remember, I should say. I mean, I can't Mm. say my whole life. Did I have them as an infant? I don't know, but since I can remember. (laughs) Two, I was raised by a parent who had chronic pain and lived with an excruciating excruciating amount of pain my whole life. They, Mm. he got injured right before I was born or right after I was born. But I was, if I was alive, I was an infant. So essentially my whole life. And so, what I unintentionally, my parents did not intentionally like try to to raise me to be tough and just suck it up. But that was kind of the the air and the vibe in, in my house as a kid, which is, you know, mm-hmm. if your dad can be in that level of pain all the time and do these things, um suck it up. And so like he didn't take a and he I don't think he intended to teach me not to take pain medicine when I need it, but that was the message I got. He didn't take a lot of pain yeah. medicine. Now, he was a curmudgeon ass who would yell at you as soon as look at you because that was how he responded to chronic pain. <laughs> I wish he would have taken a Tylenol. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so like, I'm just like, but I'm in, yeah, I'm in pain. So now, never mind, I might be like on the couch unable to move, but it, so there's that, there's all of that mm-hmm. baggage. But also, 
it may I don't know if it taps my I think it taps my baby girl self when you not only ask me if I've taken medicine but when you bring it to me it's very mm. much a, a being taken care of okay kind right. of thing yeah. but also it's very hard for me to internalize the value of just take some take something that will take the edge off that headache just take right. something like I that's not mm. where I, my default is at all there's so much there <laughs> that is that is so much. There's so much there. Um, we have ramp for people who didn't have a fucking topic. We've rambled for a while, mm-hmm. and now I'm being left at the microphone. Yep. Um, <laughs> I feel like this was a very chaotic episode. I think many of them are. Longtime listeners and watchers will know that many of them are. But this one was really chaotic. I had no notes. I had no purpose. I had no point. But I wasn't gonna miss it. I don't, I, sometimes we need to miss a week. We need to take a break. Things happen, blah, blah, blah. We probably do need to plan an actual like break break where we're just chilling and resting for a week or so. I don't know when that'll be. Um, But I also know that coming here, the the other thing I have learned in the five years um, is that while I hope we help people, whether that's just to help you realize that you're not alone or that your kinky desires are not somehow strange or unusual or that, or just we help people understand that it is possible to not just want the kink that you want, but to have it and to figure out your own version of a happy, healthy power exchange. Um, So I hope we do all of that. And I hope we inform when we're trying to inform and I hope we bust myths and assumptions and all of that stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we get so much in return. Um, last week was the ep- was our first episode back after John Brownstone had a lot of devastating news. And yeah, we kept it light and it was fun. That was a really fun episode if you have not listened to it or watched yet. Um, but it was a bit of therapy too. It made us feel feel connected to a larger kink community to y'all um that i don't call y'all our community as lip service like y'all are our peeps the lurkers who've never once said a word to us as well as the people who talk the most to us (laughs) It's, it's all part of a broader like we're all a community together in my mind and no matter what we may have done for you at some point in the past or that we do for you in in any episode you listen to or watch, we get something in return for that. And I think that was, if I'm going to close on what I've learned and whatever in five years, that has been the most pleasant surprise. I did not expect to receive as much as I hope that we're giving, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just find it amazing. The, the wonderful community that we have, and, you know, some, something was mentioned in the chat, um, you know, about wondering if, if we get as much as we give, you know, like in the Friday night oh God, yeah. hangouts. And yes, absolutely. You know, here, so here's what's funny. We started, when we started the Friday night hangouts and even when we did, which I've gotten several requests for the podcast, the short podcast episodes to come back. And I do want to bring them back. I am also mm-hmm. very tired, y'all, sorry. Um, but I, it felt right to do that. We were in a, 
we still are, but we were heading into a pandemic and it was a weird chaotic time and people were stressed and just, huh. and I thought, okay, we'll definitely do this for a few weeks. And I, we even said, because I have a tendency to start things, go all in and then burn out. And JB's like, how long are we doing this for? And I just said, until we get to a point where we just don't want to anymore. And every time I think, oh, should this be a Friday night we took off? Um, we did have... We did have one. We, we did have one. Yeah. Um, but when we, other than that one, when we have a night where I'm like, mm, should we be doing this? Is this still, is this... Mm? And then we do one. I have some, I'm so energized. Yeah. I have such a good time. I feel very much myself in that space. And what... That is a different space than this space because I'm. We put ourselves out here in an, podcast episodes and in live stream episodes. We put ourselves out here as somebody, as people who think we know something, and so the it's a different energy than I'm in my PJs and no makeup, uh, drinking a hard cider on a Friday night. Yes, that does happen. <laughs> We're gonna have to get some more. Um, and so it. Not only is it a different vibe, I'm, I present myself a little bit differently um, because that's a lot more casual and I'm not yeah. trying to be uh, not an educator, whatever the fuck I am. Somebody practitioner. Some, <laughs> practitioner. Yeah. <laughs> that also sounds way too fancy. Yeah. I need somebody to, to give me a label. I don't know what I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, we get, I get as much, I get more pleasure from that than I get from anything else we do. This is important to me in a different way than that's important mm-hmm. to me, but they're both important, but it's a diff- it's just a different energy. Um, and yet I, we ha- we do take breaks from this when we need to, and yet I'm always ready to get back. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the only reason I think that on the fifth anniversary of this podcast in a pandemic, and I came up genuinely blank for the first time in five years, like fully blank, like not even the glimmer of an idea. I still went, we're, we, we got to turn on the mics. We've got to just be chaotic for this one because I don't want to miss this week. We might say something that helps somebody. We might just be a part of somebody's schedule that they expected us to be where they find us. And that helps them. Like yeah. I, we're, I, I, mm-hmm. So over in five years, I don't, I cannot comprehend what maybe we've done for other people. I know what we hope we do for other people. I, I do can, do not comprehend our full reach. I don't know. I don't know because I can't know. I can only see very specific numbers. Um, but I do know that I, I'm a better kinkster doing this not because Mm -hmm. I have wisdom that other people don't but because I've immersed myself in this and I try to listen to what people tell me that you know I'm listening to other people's experiences and I'm trying to take those things in and those things help me grow in the energy of all of y'all helps me and Mm -hmm. make makes me just makes me a better kinkster and whatever we've decided my title is as this person on the internet um someday somebody will try to take the mic away i'll find another way to communicate i mean in my mind i am just a a rando kinky person that somebody 
stupidly allowed a microphone and an internet connection. And if you weren't here, I would be talking to myself because I have. I mean, I, 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 I do enjoy the Friday night hangouts. I, I do look forward to them. Um, and I have to admit, last Friday, I laughed harder than I have in a long time. Yeah. And, and I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. Yep. Yep. But, you know, and I think for myself, one of the big things I've learned over the, the past five years is it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay you know, not to even, know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, even even as a big D, you know, there 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 are certain aspects of life where um, not not everybody, but um, you know, you are impressed upon never to show your imperfections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know we we know they're there, but you you never show them like like it's a weakness. But you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it really is okay. It it's all part of the the human experience. I think. My personal experience, I've made deeper connections with people in the past five years when we've shown our imperfections, when mm-hmm. we've talked about our fuck-ups, when we've talked about our misconceptions, when we've talked about where we totally yeah. got it wrong, where we've talked about our arguments, mm-hmm. uh, where we've talked about the things that went wrong. Yeah. And I, and I, I, wonder, I wonder about that, but I, I wonder about a lot of things. And, man, I should have probably actually studied to be a psychologist or something because I'm, <laughs> I'm just fascinated by that stuff. But, you know, I am, um, I am, it makes me want to keep doing more of it. And I do wonder if it's because so much of what we do see online or just from, you know, even in-person things on the outside looking mm-hmm. in, we, somebody mentioned this in the live stream chat about the difference between per, our perception and, and reality. Yeah. Um, and what we we think we see on the outside looking in, online or in person, and we interpret those things as better than than what we have or more perfect or they've got their act together. And, and then you and I roll up and we're like, we don't have a fucking clue. And we're going to tell you how we don't have a fucking clue. Um, and so while there is a, a part of me that's like, oh, my God, we we are never going to be professionals at this if we keep showing the messy bits. That part gets drowned out by the amount of people who are like, please show us the messy bits. This is actually really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to go on the side of value and just yeah, let yeah. the professional facade. We'll just, stop. we'll just stop with that. We're not professionals. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, so this... What, okay, so I need to know on the chaotic chart. I know it's chaotic. We are not uh, lawful or evil, but on those the the chaotic chart are we? Was this episode chaotic, lawful, chaotic good, chaotic neutral, or chaotic evil? I just need to know. <laughs> this episode is a hot mess. Um. <laughs> I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I'm glad we kind of, it feels a little bit like a retrospective. We, mm-hmm. t- we touched on a lot of topics that we have talked about before. Um, some of y'all, if you've either gone through our archive, who bless you, or if you <laughs> have been here from the beginning, maybe you'll recognize where we've made some of those shifts and changes that we didn't, we didn't even touch on that we didn't even think about. Um, but yeah, if nothing else, if 
one, if this can be a background distraction in your day, hmm. totally here for it. Uh, and two, um, maybe if it sparks some uh, conversations and thinking on your part about how maybe you've changed and how your things that you used to think that you don't think or things or vice versa. You know what I mean? Hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's what I got. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there is a mix. Thankfully, I see no chaotic evil in the live right? stream chat. <laughs> it's uh, about... 50 50 yeah, from neutral to good so that's, i'll that's take not, it yeah podcast listeners yeah. uh talk to us wherever you like to connect with us and mm-hmm. tell me what you think right um we will have a bonus section a quick one because yeah. you have to go get a kid uh, at it's, some it's point. getting close to i'll be having to chase kids soon about 30 minutes yeah yeah um so okay we're gonna we're gonna officially wrap it up and go into bonus section yeah. territory mm-hmm. so are we good? <laughs> no. That's not my job to decide. <laughs> well, we're we're mostly chaotic good. We're so. chaotic. Yeah. Mostly good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Ready, baby girl? No. Right. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I please talk to the crickets? Yes, you may. Good. I do not have an emoji of the week because the question is, was this chaotic? <laughs> Good, neutral, or evil? Um, but I do want to, wow, I just yelled into the microphone. Sorry, everybody's ears. Uh, I wanted to highlight some mail we've gotten because we now have all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This, uh, sorry, podcast listeners. If you, y'all, podcast listeners, follow us on Instagram at the handle I forever fucking hate. You will see the pictures. If you can see us on YouTube, we do have a boob postcard up on the board that we showed off on the Friday night hangout. But then I went to the post office today because I was running 10 million errands and we got this beautiful purple card from Callie Rose. Hi, Callie Rose, and thank you. And I'm going to show you this coloring page we got. Do not worry, (laughs) podcast listeners. Go follow us at the handle I fucking hate and you will get to see the pictures of these. Yes, we still accept mail. No, I do not send mail out anymore um if i can figure out a way to do that and not do what i was doing which was mm, became very time consuming then i would be happy to start that back up but we now have behind our heads if you watch on the video we have a board where our mail goes so it can be featured Mm -hmm. so yay and um what else yeah so we got that mail thank you Callie Rose um uh, there were other things is there anything else I'm y'all I am so sorry My head is everywhere. I don't know if it's because I'm exhausted. I don't know if it's because I'm stressed in a different way than I have been. Here's what I've learned. When schools closed down in March, and yeah, the kids did online school, but when schools closed down in March, I was able to protect my babies for five and a half 
months. And then even though it is the best decision for us where we live based on our very specific circumstances, Mm -hmm. I've sent them back out into the world. And now I, yeah. (laughs) And now I'm freaking out a little bit. Cried at elementary school drop off, not where the kid could see me. I know better than that. Cried, sobbed, sobbed. I was wearing makeup that day. It was gone by the time I got home to pick up the oldest. <laughs> Cried. They're they're flourishing again. They're like, mm-hmm. they're uh, the difference is immediate, and and it, but it's a fucking pandemic. We <laughs> we did what we could to educate them on on what is happening. Yeah, they take and, it seriously. And I, feel they about, I feel okay about that. Take it seriously, and and they are doing their part to do what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And that is all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. I know. I know, but I had kept them. I mean, they barely left the house <laughs> for five and a half months. I think the most action the 10-year-old got was the five weeks he was at his grandma's. His, my mom's like, oh, we, we don't go anywhere. And I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm comfortable with this. It's fine. <laughs> for like, for a week, she was like, oh, we went here today. And we're going there tomorrow. I'm like, I thought you didn't go anywhere. You know, you've got my baby, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, also, also, uh, the 15-year-old is going through, still going through the breakup. Mm. That's been very traumatic for everybody in the house. <laughs> I'm exhausted from that. I love the fact that he talks to me, um, but also I'm tired. Um, I'm still a grandma. I'm not really a grandma if you're new. It's just a joke. Uh, I'm still a grandma who is obsessed with quilting. And what else? What else is new? In terms of bonus section stuff? Um, not really a lot. Like I was saying earlier, the, we had a, a nice little break in the weather mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, thanks, yes. This, this is the portion to, of the show where we complain about the Florida weather. Okay. Thanks to, thanks to Marco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully be, everybody. Hopefully everybody who was actually in the path of Marco. Is okay. Is, is okay. And now there's what? Laura? Laura. Oh, Jesus. Heading into the Gulf. Now we we were lucky. We did get some some outlying rain from from Marco, and it cooled our temperatures and dropped the humidity. Yeah, it was really nice. For it, a days. it was really nice for several days, and um, now that that Marco's passed, and it looks like Laura is not going to affect us at all. No, I do worry about whoever lies in the path of Laura. Yes, yes. If you don't know, her, uh, the, Laura is a hurricane. We're not just talking about some lady named Laura. Yeah. Laura's a hurricane. And no. uh, last last headline I heard, saw, was um, probably going to hit uh, Category 4 strength, which yeah. is a big one. That's it, one that would it, make me nervous. Right. And I've been around hurricanes my whole right. life. And, and now the last two, three days again, the humidity and temperatures... Oh God! It's have have just stifling. been horrendously obnoxious. But this again. is like this yeah, feels like the this, height of this summer. This is the height of summer. Yeah. This is the dog days of August. This fucking I I think the heat got to me yesterday because I was sick to my stomach. Yeah. But also the stress got to me and mm-hmm. the exhaustion got to me and I think it's still getting to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know we've. I for a while there I, I started venturing back outside and mm-hmm. you know doing stuff and and I tried yesterday and it just it it 
Yeah. Yeah, this, um, this episode, because of the heat, I'm wearing pajama pants that I would never stand up while wearing <laughs> with a camera on because YouTube would ban us. You would see that much of my ass. I do worry these chairs have those little cutouts. I don't know what my butt's going to look like. It's going to look like a honeycomb <laughs> when I stand up. And I hate showing my arms. I've gotten more comfortable with it, but I hate showing my arms where people who are not John Brownstone and my children can see them. But I was like, I cannot sweat through this episode. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, mm, we're wearing a tank top, even though it's not our mm-hmm, kink shirt like mm-hmm. we do. Uh, breaking tradition on the fifth uh, anniversary episode. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so I kind of asked a question in live stream chat. Do the storm names ever make you feel like they're actually just really not nice people? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we can, uh, there's a term anthropomorphize. Am I saying that right? When you give something that's not a live human traits. traits, Right. Okay. So, Oh God. I was 23, 23 was moving from an apartment to a house or a house to an apartment. I don't remember, but it was during a tropical storm and the lease was up and nobody was giving us an extension to wait till the tropical storm passed. So we packed up our U-Haul in a tropical storm. This tropical storm, Bob. Look, if your name, if your name out there listening to the sound of my voice is named Bob, I'm sure you're a lovely human being. I do not have good feelings <laughs> about the name Bob Uh-oh. anymore because tropical storm Bob, he could have let up the rain a little bit. Okay. He could have, and he didn't, he was that guy and all of our belongings were soaked. We actually had to leave hmm. our living room furniture out under a carport after we pulled it off the U-Haul and let it dry out for three days it was awful mm-hmm. <laughs> i was mm-hmm. not excited about tropical storm bob yeah. i'm from a bob folks out there i'm sure you're lovely i'm not no we need <laughs> to call you something different i'm just not a fan and and yeah silent she she said the you know grateful that the uh k storm this year was not named karen um yeah oh I, I i have to agree with, with mr spock on that one that would have been so fitting that, that really would have. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is 2020. Anything's possible. <sighs> I love you, kinky fuckers. Mm. X in the live stream chat says Bob peed all over you. <laughs> yes. And golden showers are a hard limit. Mm-hmm. As is raining on top of my head while I move. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, Yes, Tayshu. Yes, so yes. Andrew, what Tayshu said in the live stream chat for podcast listeners, Andrew was so bad the name was retired from hurricanes. There are certain hurricanes that are so bad those names get mm-hmm. retired. Camille. Yes. Katrina. Right. Um, Andrew. Andrew. Um, was, am I remembering, was, was there an M name that came through Florida? Or maybe it wasn't that big. Because, of course, Andrew, I remember, I still remember the news from I, I don't Andrew. remember. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, there have been a few. And then I lived up along the Gulf Coast the year four hurricanes made landfall. 
Um, that you're back to back, like in the same. That that was 2007, alley. I believe. We got to W. Um, Wilma. Yeah, Wilma made landfall. That was um, Charlie, Francis, Jean. Oh, there were a shit ton, but in yeah. the one space of like the certain part of yeah. the coast, yeah, four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah, because there, yeah, it was it was Charlie, Francis, Jean. And and one other that specifically hit Florida. Mm, I wonder if Wilma was one of them. I just remember. I just remember that was my first memory of us getting Mm -hmm. to W. I'm sure it was not the first time, but it was my first memory of it. So, (laughs) but but um, yeah. Other than that, this week I've I've not been really up to a whole lot. I've been uh, deep diving into couple books I've been reading. Yes, I'm reading a fascinating book that I think it's a nonfiction book. I think I'm going to buy it. It's called The Gay Revolution. It's about the history of the LGBTQ fight for rights and all that good stuff in the movement. And it is, that is so good. Hmm. So good. I just, I think I'm, am I still in this, the part where they're talking about early days of HIV and AIDS? I think so. Oh, it's so good. Hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started that that book starts well before Stonewall and talks about the history leading up to it. But I haven't read any fiction in a while and I need I also need some brain candy books. Mm-hmm. I do need some brain candy books. And uh, I've been deep diving into my Minecraft world in the evening for an hour or two. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. I walked over and I don't know what you were doing, but you looked like you were knocking a lot of things down, destroying a lot of things. I'm I'm in the process of of building something, um, and in order to it it's kind of a natural thing, but I'm now fitting it to 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 do what I want to build there. You're living your best Minecraft life, aren't you? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I have started creating wish lists on quilt shop websites. You have. You have. If they have a wish list function, I've. You have. And I have 10 favorite lists on Etsy by theme of fabric of Mm -hmm. a quilt maybe one day I'll make after I both own a sewing machine and teach myself. But also, I did start the savings account where we're putting the money aside. I was going to say, you, you, you started a that. sewing machine saving account. Which yeah. we'll use for other um, yeah. little savings mm-hmm. things, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so yeah, it, it's not been a lot, but, you know, it's... it's uh, it's school has been we, the thing. We, we've been consumed our, with, our with getting the start of school and getting the kids ready. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. and they're uh, they're ticked that they have to wake up and they have to go to school, but their whole demeanor has changed from being around mm-hmm. and having those social interactions. Yeah, and it and our demeanor has changed. <laughs> hey, we got some kinky fuckery in our we life. We did. Mo- Monday uh, was first day of school, mm-hmm. and uh, we took the day off. Both of us, we did not do any work that day. No, I I did thirty <laughs> minutes of work because I yeah, have to do had, a daily you had thing. To do but, yeah. That. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, 
Yeah, broke out paddles and broke out flogger and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Used a new sex toy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which I was ske- oh, I'm going to do a review of it, don't worry, but I was it was a vibrator and I was skeptical about it. I was like this isn't what is this going to do? And then we're in the middle of using it and I was like forced orgasm city. <laughs> oh my god. This I mean I literally couldn't because of the way it was used in the way we put I could not get away from mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So yeah. Yeah. And I that mean, was good. you know, that was we, good times. We, we've had some little tidbits of kinky fuckery here and there, but you know, for the most part it's been, you know, had to keep it quiet. Or, and I think that even cause we, part of the reason we bought the house that we bought was so we wouldn't have to keep it so quiet, but I think we were still a little gun shy. Like what, what can they hear and how much noise can we make? And Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so. uh, yeah, Monday, we didn't have to hold back. No. <laughs> no. No, I, did, I let out a, one of those, like, blood-curdling screams. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. almost sounded yes, like yes. I was being murdered. I wasn't. <laughs> I was being killed with cock. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... So, I mean, that that was a nice start. Very nice start to the week. That was. That was. And that, you know, you'd think we would have been able to ride that high. Mm Mm-hmm. No. 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 That's okay, though. That's Mm -hmm. okay. It's an adjustment. Well, and if I can get some sleep this weekend, maybe. Maybe I'll be okay. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's us. It's okay, Miss Bubbles. Ivan, Jean, Francis, and Charlie. Ivan, I was. Two thousand four. I, okay. I remember exactly where I was during Ivan. Who? I was. Two thousand four. Yep. So, ooh, Silent Wing. Silent for podcast listeners. Silent Wing gave some good advice. What you do is you mm-hmm. get a Bluetooth speaker and put it in the bedroom, and then walk around the house and listen for it, uh, as long as whatever it's playing sounds like applause. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we're gonna go yeah. i this will be an episode that uh come friday when it actually comes out for podcast listeners will be like oh my god how bad was that <laughs> it's fine um we are so happy to have done this for five years and we'll keep doing it until yeah we somebody takes the microphone away from me <laughs> Um, and yeah, Friday night hangouts on YouTube uh-huh. and, um, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yep. And it goes until we, I was trying to be, I was trying to give myself an out and I was like, oh, about 30 minutes and three hours later on average. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but that video is not available later because it has it is literally just us hanging out and talking, mm-hmm. just, just talking shit. Um, there's nothing educational there, so I don't make keep that live. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah. we'll just keep doing it until we don't want to do that anymore either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finishing up three side projects in the next two weeks, and I'm hoping after that I can start doing mini podcast episodes again. So that that is my yeah. thought and my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it. I could keep going because I um, 
I, uh, what am I trying to say? Cause I always can, cause I like hanging out. We did get a question in the uh, live stream chat. Mm -hmm. um, we, yes, the, we have changed the live stream time by a 30 minute adjustment. This is mm -hmm. actually our old time for us. It's 12 PM Eastern. Um, because that way we can be done in time to make sure kids get picked up from school. <laughs> um, so yes, this yeah. the yeah. only time this will change is if there's something in their school schedule, maybe that changes. And that would only be if it affected pickup because right. now that we have this office, they can be here and we can stream, it's no big deal. But so yeah, this will be the time mm -hmm. um, going yep. forward. So if you are, um, able to or interested in ever catching a live stream 12 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Yeah. So. All right. Sure. We have to do our Patreon-only podcast, too. Oh, God, yeah, because it's nearly the end of the month, and I forget that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actual professional who gets paid to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, right. We uh, we love you, and we're yes, glad we you've hung with us. Uh, whether you've been here the whole five years or you just found us yesterday and we haven't scared you off yet, <laughs> we're very glad you're here with us. Uh, hopefully, we will chat at you on Friday. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. If not next week, however, whenever. Um, yeah, love you guys. <laughs>